Good afternoon. I'm Zach Callens with your KSLM and KS95 Sports Update. The Riverside boys fell flat in the second quarter, both offensively and defensively, which helped number eight trainer take a 67-49 win over the Bulldogs on Tuesday night. Riverside had just two players score in the first half, including Grady Jepson with 15 and Mason McCready with five. Head coach Nick Cron was proud of the second half performance, but needs his team to clean up their first half errors moving forward. They do a good job. I mean, it's a tough matchup when you're not shooting well. I think Grady had all 15 of our points at, at one point. Uh, we finished with 20. Kind of been the, the, the norm for us is not doing well in the first half. We've come out kind of flat the last three or four games. Um, pick it up a little in the second half, but we have the same thing against East Mills. Um, you know, kind of the same thing. I'm trying to, all the games, the same thing against IKM. Just, uh, so at halftime, we're really focused on trying to get it to 10 by quarter. I know we had, a, I think we got it to 15, and then we had like three stops in a row. And so I was feeling pretty good that we could, you know, if I felt we'd get it to 10 or under, we'd give ourselves a shot right. uh, in the fourth quarter. And then we even did, got it back down to 15 uh, one more time in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, we scored 29 in the second half, so I was, I was proud of that effort that we could, um, score a little more, and I thought our defense did. I think they had 27 instead of 40, so we we scored more, and they had they had less. So that was definitely the goal coming out. We were hoping to make it a game by the end, but we just we just didn't have the juice to kind of right. kind of finish it. The game was a fight for Riverside as the younger athletes were challenged with a tough task of stepping up. Leading in scoring was Grady Jepson with 16 points, with just one point in the second half. Behind Grady was Mason McCready with 11 points in the night, while Cole Jepson knocked down seven. Owen Fenner looked good from the corners and was handling the ball well as he knocked down six points, all on threes. Finishing off for Riverside and scoring was Peyton Amdor with three, while Garrett Hugh, Dawson Henderson, and Kyle Reekin knocked down two points each. Well, I think I think we kind of challenged our, our young guys. Uh, when they're, you know, they're triangling two, uh, they're on Mason, they're on Grady. I mean, Grady's seeing pretty much double teams trouble. I mean, it's nothing new that he's seeing. Um, so it does leave some guys open. So we really challenged our young guys, Cole and Owen and Peyton, that, hey, it's time to, you know, we need you to score. And so it's really good because we've really not done uh, so, done that well. I know Peyton had some buckets there. Cole had some buckets. Um, and then and then Owen had a couple buckets as well. And, and a couple more looked like they were going in. So um, I was proud of how our, our freshmen responded. Um, I thought they, they stepped up and gave us opportunities there. And, and that's what we need. We know that's what we need going down with the attention Grady gets. Um, going down the stretch, we need we need those guys to step up. We need guys to chip in six to twelve, uh, especially if they're not if they're going to leave them open. So, right. and we can put together, like I said, it's at points we've done uh, first half um, of the season. I thought we did really well offensively, and kind of struggled defensively. And here in January, I thought we've done a lot better defensively, and we just need to put it all together. Trainer was led on the night by Jace Tams with 17 points, playing tough defensively and keeping the ball in the hands of his teammates. Ethan Combs was just right behind him with 15 points, while Carson Elwood had 13 to top off double-digit scoring. Corbin Thien put in 9 points, while Alec Lovely knocked down 7. Finishing off scoring were Peter Young and Aaron Emke with 2 points each. Riverside and Trainer will both play AHSCW next, as Riverside's coach Crone is expecting a tough look the rest of the way. Well, they have, I mean, they have athletes, uh, mm -hmm. Voca does, and I anticipate they'll do a little different scheme coming out than they did the first game so I really I don't see I'm expecting tight games the rest of the way I mean even in the postseason um, I think it's just going to be one one stress ball of tight good game good for the spectator you know kind of hard on the right. coach's soul but <laughs> I mean that's what makes it exciting too I think there's 
uh, some pretty evenly matched teams the rest of the way for us and for everybody else in our conference. So uh, even when we get to districts, I'm, I'm excited about the level of competition and the scores. People are going to knock off people in the postseason, so I'm, I, I'm really excited about um, how that's going to kind of finish out. The Bulldogs will take on AHSCW first on February 1st, while Trainer will take on the Vikings the following day on February 2nd. And speaking of high school boys basketball, let's take a look at last night's high school basketball scores. In the Hawkeye 10 Conference, Raddock over Atlantic 64-56 as Denison Schleswig beat Spencer 62-55 in non-conference action. Number 10, Lewis Central over Blair 63-31. And AHSTW winning by just 6 over St. Albert 68-62 to end their losing streak. In Western Iowa Conference action, Logan Magnolia beating Audubon by 6, 56-50, and IKM Manning defeating Missouri Valley 69-61. In the Rolling Valley Conference, Woodbine beating Coon Rapids Baird 51-39, as Cam defeated Glidden Ralston 61-48. In Corner Conference action, Cindy topping Essex 76-56, as number 9 East Mills beat Griswold 72-22. In the Pride of Iowa Conference, Mount Air defeating Nottaway Valley 67-42, as Southeast Warren won in a nail-biter, beating Central Decatur 45-42. In West Central Conference action, number 2 Madrid topping Ogden 62-38, ACGC defeating West Central Valley 62-46, as Des Moines Christian also beat Van Meter 60-46. You can check out all the scores for both boys and girls basketball action right on our website at westerniowatoday.com. And in collegiate news, Nebraska's softball team was named to a top 20 ranking in four major polls, including ESPN's USA Softball poll. The Huskers also come into the season with three ranked players. Nebraska was named number 13 by D1 Softball for their preseason poll, number 15 by the Softball American Association preseason top 25, number 17 by ESPN's USA Softball Poll, and number 18 by the NFCA preseason poll. The three individuals named to preseason honors are Billy Andrews, Jordy Ball, and Caitlin Canada. Andrews was named as the number 42 player in the nation, and number 5 by D1 Softball as the top shortstop. Ball was named as the number 2 USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year. It was named an All-American by Softball America. Canada has also been named by D1 Softball as the number nine second baseman in the nation. And jumping from Nebraska on over to Iowa, it was a tough loss for the Hawkeyes as the Hoosiers came out on top last night in men's basketball action, winning 74-68. Indiana was led of the night by Kiel Ware with 23 points and 10 rebounds for a double-double while he went 8 of 10 from the field. Anthony Leal went 4 of 6 while putting down 13 points and hauled in 7 boards. Right behind Lee was Mackenzie McGabo with 11 points while he dished out two assists. Indiana out-rebounded Iowa 45-32 while also shooting better from the field at 45.6% and beyond the arc at 36.4%. On the opposite end, Iowa was led on the night by Peyton Sanford with 26 points and 8 rebounds while he went 17-16 from the field. His 26 points tied his previous career high as he went 7-7 from the charity stripe. Tony Perkins had 22 points while putting down 17 of the 22 in the second half. Both Sanford and Perkins combined to score 48 of the Hawkeyes' 68 points on the night. Indiana outscored Iowa in the paint 32-24 and off the bench in points 20-4 overall. The Hawkeyes did lead in steals on the night in a 9-3 advantage while earning 8 blocks to finish off the night. 
The Hawkeyes will return to action this Friday when they take on Ohio State at home at 6 p.m. And taking a look at some of the upcoming games and collegiate action tonight, the Iowa State women's basketball team will return to action to Zayhos, Oklahoma State tonight at 6.30 p.m. The number three Iowa Hawkeyes will be taking on Northwestern tonight in women's basketball college action in Illinois. The Drake men's basketball team will be hosting Valparaiso tonight at 7 p.m. as the Nebraska women's basketball team will host Purdue tonight at 7 p.m. For news, sports, and more, check out our website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Collins with this sports update.